I'm Denise. She's a non-fiction editor. And I'm Louise. She's a fiction editor. And together, we're the Editing Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Editing Podcast. So this week, we're going to be chatting about something we hear asked by people who are thinking about entering the editorial profession. Yeah, and it's framed in a very specific way. So the issue is whether editing and proofreading are good side hustles. <laughs> now, I see so many, I don't know about you, Denise, but I see so many clickbaity blogs all over the internet claiming it's easy to make a quick buck out of a side hustle doing what we do. Mm. And most of those posts completely omit some critical information that mean readers are being misled. You are so right. And they're actually, they're potentially damaging because they lead people into a false sense of security as if editing and proofreading are a quick fix to their financial problems. Exactly. So we're going to put the record straight. So first, let's look at what a side hustle is. So side hustle, and you can just imagine me doing air quotes here, side (laughs) hustle is a term that describes part-time work that someone does alongside their regular job. And it can refer to a long-term or a short-term gig. Yep, and side hustles are popular, notionally at least, because they offer people the opportunity to dip their toes into the proverbial water rather than fully committing to a career change. Yeah, and, and for some, these gigs are essential either because their day jobs aren't generating enough income to meet all their costs of living or because their day jobs don't come with an income at all. Yeah, so for example, those bringing up children or caring for dependents. Or because they volunteer. So let's chat just quickly about the terminology because in the editorial world, there's resistance to this term side hustle. And I think mainly that's because of the negative connotations that a hustle has. Definitely. (laughs) So editorial work is about attention to detail, about respecting clients' voice and brand, about shaping and smoothing text rather than than butchering it. And editors and proofreaders, well, we love our dictionaries and that doesn't help matters given Hustle's lexical association with pushiness and pressurised selling and, and even sex work. Yeah. And I, I think the biggest problem is the association with fraud. Certainly uh, that's what I yeah, think of when I hear Definitely. It, I think that's hustle. the one that's front of mind with a lot of people. Yeah. So because professional self-employed editors and proofreaders spend a chunk of their time trying to build trust with clients, searching for editorial support in what is essentially an unregulated market, terminology that pulls the rug out from under that can be problematic. Exactly. But let's put that terminology to one side and instead ask, can proofreading and editing work be done on the side? And the answer is, yeah, well, sort of. (laughs) (laughs) So an editorial business can be set up overnight, in name at least. But the thing is, in reality, unless you already have clients waiting in the wings, you're going to have to uh, do what every self-employed business owner does, find them or enable them to find you. Which brings us on to one of our favourite topics, marketing. (laughs) And not just marketing, you're also going to have to find those that you're a good fit for. And that means skilling up. And as you and I both know, Denise, training takes time to complete and marketing takes time to bear fruit. And for that reason, if um, any of our listeners are looking to earn extra income quickly, proofreading and editing make for a pretty poor side hustle. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, some side hustlers in the making might be wondering if training is actually necessary. And we'd say this, put yourself in a potential client's shoes. Even if you're a mega marketer and you get in front of your clients quickly, to persuade them to hire you means you'll need them to trust that you'll be able to do a great job. Yeah. Now, trust can be earned in more than one way, but training is part of the equation. When the tap starts dripping or a plug starts sparking, I don't want someone messing around with my plumbing and electrics. They haven't made the effort to ensure they know what they, they know what they're doing. <laughs> Definitely not. And, and those clients who want help with their words, they feel the same way about having their text polished. And so they should, shouldn't they? Okay. I mean, the work we do will cost them tens, hundreds, perhaps even thousands of pounds. Mm. And any proofreader or editor who's charging for their services owes it to their clients to be qualified to do a great job. Too right. And it's more than just typo hunting, isn't it? With yeah. pure proofreading, there's a lot of skill involved with marking up page proofs, perhaps with proof correction symbols and deciding what to do with over matter or how to manage orphans and widows and checking running heads. And then there are all the other types of editing from copy editing to line editing to structural editing, which all have their own very specific knowledge bases that any professional editor worth their salt will need to have minds if they're new to the field. Well, we don't know what we don't know, do we? Prior to carrying mm. out editorial training, I had no clue what a publisher expected from a proofreader or copy editor. Training solved that problem. And one thing we've both learned, though, is that a good command of spelling and grammar is just the tip of the editorial iceberg. Yep, and no way are those things just good enough. So let's think about the market for a moment, because that's something else the side hustler should consider, um, the competition. Definitely. And make no mistake, this is absolutely not a barren marketplace. No, no, no. There, there are tens of thousands of editorial professionals out there already, many of whom run their businesses as full-time enterprises, and many are highly trained, often with specialist skills and knowledge, and they're very experienced and have the portfolios to prove it. Plus, they've been around for a while, so they know how to be found and um, where to get work. That said, there's always room for new proofreaders and editors because most of the work these days is done digitally, which means the market is global. And just as people join the profession, so others leave it. That's a really good reminder, yeah. But it would still be a mistake to think that competing in the proofreading and editing market is just about supply and demand. It's a digital world, which means the name of the game is visibility. Visibility. Mm. So let's take a look at this. First, the good news. Anyone who works with words and cares about their meaning and readability will be interested in hiring a proofreader and editor. Yep. And that's the easy bit. The harder bit is that not all clients know what kind of editorial help they need. And so even if they're asking for something called proofreading, that's those air quotes again, <laughs> and that's what you're offering as a side hustle, it might be the last thing they need. Yeah, literally the last thing they need. In <laughs> fact, they might need specialist structural or stylistic help that doesn't fall under the scope of proofreading at all, not in the way we might define it. Mm. Proofreading, I think the way you and I both think about it, certainly is a final quality control check after other rounds of editing. Yeah, yeah. In that editorial, traditional publishing workflow, mm. it is a very well-defined quality assurance stage at the end of that publishing process. So if you're thinking about offering this service as a side gig, make sure you and anyone you work with 
understand the precise scope of the work that you're offering. I think that's the key, isn't it? Mm. It's just making sure that you're really, really um, upfront about your definitions. Yeah. And failure to do so um, could lead to disappointment, complaints and requests for refunds. And that will turn your business from a hustle to a hassle. <laughs> oh, I, I see what <laughs> you I did there. see what I did there. <laughs> we shall just move on from that now <laughs> okay so now let's talk about that issue that most would-be editors and proofreaders ask pretty early on in the journey how will I find work yeah so getting work means being visible either the client has to find you or you have to find them meaning anyone looking to earn an income from editorial work needs to have marketing skills as well as editing skills yeah and that's a it's a necessary time sucker that any independent editorial pro needs to wrap their head around right from the get-go now there are lots of ways to be visible and some are better than others and that depends on what type of clients you want to proofread for so emails letters and phone calls are good options if you want to get on the radar of publishers and packagers and content marketing is a slow but or slower but powerful Mm. burn for those wanting to be found on Google and social media by authors and students and academics and the like. Freelance directories can be a good source of work too, though they can be the first port of call sometimes for clients looking for cheap and fast too. Mm, That's that's worth bearing in mind if you're looking for your side hustle hustle to make you into a millionaire. (laughs) That'll take a while, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we mustn't forget that many professional editorial associations also have editorial directories that can be great lead generators for the appropriately qualified proofreaders. Yeah, Um, so editing and proofreading might seem like an ideal side hustle, but you must factor in regular time to get the work in the first place. There's just too much competition not to do so. Yeah, yeah. So we really ought to talk about some additional things that you'll need to consider. Um, business critical responsibilities that still come with a job even if it's on the side now we're not going to give you answers to all of these because there often won't be a single right answer but let's run through some of the things to think about yeah so uh, ask yourself do you need indemnity insurance to protect yourself some editors particularly those who work on say legal or medical stuff like to have this some work for clients who require it so Mm. it's something we all need to consider Yeah. And will the income that you earn need to be declared to the relevant authorities? Will there be tax implications? Might your additional income affect any state benefits that you receive? Yeah. Do you have funds in place for training and marketing? Um, We've talked about the importance of both those things, but they both have cost to them. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have access to an environment that will allow you to concentrate and work without interruption? It really isn't any fun trying to focus on a complex job if you're sharing a working space with 10 other people who are on the phone all day when what you need is peace and quiet. And on a technical note, do you have industry standard software and hardware and do you know how to use it? The days of editing and proofreading on paper aren't quite dead. But I think they're getting there. Mm. I haven't worked on paper for well over a decade. What about you? Oh, same here. Digital all the way. I think I had a handful of paper-based jobs 10 years ago and and nothing since yeah yeah so digital all the way for us and another thing to consider is how many hours a day you'll actually have available and will you be able to meet clients deadlines within that time 
that's a really important one. High quality proofreading and editing is labor intensive work. And even experienced full-time proofreaders, for example, will, will need a, at least a week to proofread a novel. So being realistic about the time required is critical. Yeah, absolutely. So to sum up, proofreading and editing can be used to supplement income from another job. And many full-time professional editorial people start their journey by doing it on the side. Yeah. Just don't forget that being a proofreader or editor means becoming one first via training and making your side hustle viable means being found by those who need your services via marketing. It can be done, just not overnight. (laughs) (laughs) So that's it for this week. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. You can rate, review and subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts, Spotify or whichever platform you prefer. Yeah, thanks so much for listening. So if you'd like to help support the editing podcast, you can join our Patreon community for as little as three quid a month and get exclusive access to live Q&As for just a few pounds more. And we'd love to have you on board. So if you're interested, hop over to patreon.com forward slash editing podcast. We'll pop a link in the show notes for you. In the meantime, she's been Louise. And she's been Denise. Join us again soon. Bye. Bye.